This is the story of the coming glory. Can you hear the prayers that people pray? Can you see the skies begin to break? Can heaven and earth face to face? Oh, how the world forever changed for God is with us. with us. Inside of me knows there is surely more than this. Echoes of eternity all around us. Something inside of me knows there is surely more than this. Of eternity all around us. There's music within my soul, more than these flesh and bones I know. Whispers of a destiny deep inside us. This feeling of drum it will be for you. Sleep, I was sleep, I was sleep for you. My God, ever more, ever more, I 
that's more, more than I'm worth. Grace on top of grace. I swear, the was lost and I found and then came down. Grace rescued me. From my sin and pain, you took my face with your grace on top of grace. Hey. Lord, how you love me, I don't deserve grace on top of grace. More than I've asked for, and more than I've worked. Grace on top of grace. Hallelujah. From my sin and pain, I'm still my faith. With the grace on top of grace. With the grace on top of grace. today. I love seeing all the fellowship happening, all the catching up and encouraging one another. Awesome. So go ahead and find a seat wherever you're choosing to sit this morning. Again, thanks for joining us. We continue to, to pray for all of our friends and family here at church that are that are sick, that have been ill. I know uh, there's so much going around, and so we uh, continue to pray for them uh, and uh, keep them uh, just in your thoughts. And I just encourage you to reach out to those that you've been missing, maybe you haven't seen in a couple of weeks because they've been sick. Um, reach out to them, send them an email, a text, give them a call, let them know that you, uh, you're missing them and thinking about them. Uh, we're going to do a lot together this morning, and it's all about worshiping the Lord. Amen? That's why we gather here. It's actually why we're created. The Lord created us to, to worship Him and to bring Him glory. So it's a great reminder every time we gather. Not only why we get together here to worship God, but it's why we actually exist. It's why God uh, created us. So we're going to do that together this morning. We're going to worship God through singing in just a moment. We're going to worship God through the hearing of his word, uh, through a time of prayer. In fact, that's our theme for this morning is prayer. As we continue our study in Colossians, we are going to look at just a couple of verses, what it looks like to pray, and why do we pray, and how do we do it. So we're going to worship the Lord through prayer and, of course, through fellowship. And uh, what I'd like to do now is I want to read from you, uh, read for you from the Scriptures and pray us into a time of prayer. Because, you know, we, we've all kind of had a different experience this week, and some of us were just uh, had a great week, and others just really struggled this week. Everything in between. And even perhaps this morning, maybe it was difficult to get up, get the kids to 
now is that time when we calm our hearts and minds and ask the Lord to help to redirect our thoughts to be able to focus on Him and give Him all the attention that we need because that is right. So listen to these words from Psalm 40 and um, consider them as a call to worship as they, um, they speak truth to us about our God and about His rescuing redemption of us as his uh, children. And then this will be our call into worship. All right? So I'll read and then uh, we'll stand and pray and worship together. From Psalm 40, this is the word of the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit, out of the mud and miry clay. He set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God, so many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Let's stand together and pray and begin to sing that new song together. Father, Boy, we are so grateful for a new day of life. It's a gift from you, and we want to honor you with it. And so, God, we now want to honor you with our voices. And so may we be able to lift them together as one, join our hearts together as one. And, Father, as we hear the music play, may it move us. And as we read and then sing these words, we pray that the truth they remind us of and the they represent, that it would mean something to us, Lord, that perhaps even if these songs are very familiar, may we hear them in a new way. Holy Spirit, as our worship leader this morning, move through us, and I mean, you are in us, but fill us and and guide us and, and lead us in a time of worshiping our Heavenly Father. We love you, God, and we have gathered here to express that love for you, that devotion for your Son, Jesus Christ. And so accept our offering of praise and worship now. Lord, may you get all the glory for it. And as always, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's sing that new song to him together.
lost my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. body bowed and drenched in tears they laid him down in Joseph's tomb the ancient seal by heavy stone Messiah still and all
I needed that. Did you need that this morning? It was awesome. Take a moment to say good morning to somebody that's around you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, say hello. All right, let's make our way back to our seats. And um, I know that uh, the kids are making their way down the hall, and so if there's any of them left in here, we can go head down the hall to find their teachers and their classes. And we're grateful for those that, um, that commit their time to, to spend with the kids. And so we thank you. And for all of our friends and family that are joining us online, remember that our services are always live streamed. You can go right to our website, trinityallenwood.com, and just click Watch Live do that every uh, Sunday morning and uh, it's a great tool to have of course if you're sick if you're traveling for some reason you can't make it and so we're glad to be able to, to welcome every everyone that's joining us uh, online as well you know um, I really did I meant that I needed that worship this morning and um, it's been a more difficult week than I anticipated and of course there's things that happen throughout the week that we just don't plan we know that's part of life um, but uh, it was, uh, it was a, a bit of a rough uh, morning, and um, I'm telling you, like, that worship was just special. And I just, I trust and pray that every time we get together that, that there's something, maybe there's a word or two, or there's something in one of the songs that just sticks with you or really means something to you. And I just trust that you enjoy the time of worship together. Because, you know, we worship God throughout the week individually. Maybe it's in your cars or... You're, you're working out, you're listening to worship music, whatever it is, but there is something unique and special uh, and um, just d- divinely beautiful about worshiping together in a room and uh, in the same space and giving God the glory, seeing other people worship and having the freedom to, to worship together, you know, so you can raise hands, you can just stand quietly and listen, you can can you know, sing real loud or not sing at all, but just be a part of the worship. And so it's beautiful, and uh, I'm glad that you could be a part of that this morning. Um, you know, we have, a, uh, we have a sign in our kitchen that our son Luke made years ago. It's on a, a plaque of wood, and it says, um, a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. This morning, uh, for me, was a whole lot of coffee and a whole lot more of Jesus, just to give you an idea. And sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, that's, 
that's the way it works. But, um, but I am, uh, as always, just very thankful to be here together with all of you and um, have the, the privilege of being able to share from the Word of God uh, what He has put on my heart and part of my prayer every Sunday when we gather, leadership gathers um, before, right before the service starts. And we always include in our prayer, you know, that, um, that the words that I speak, you know, would not be my own, that they would be from the Lord. And, and so, uh, because it's God's word that changes lives, that is transformation. Uh, and so I just want to, before we open God's word together, I uh, just want to kind of get us caught up on a few things that are going on in the, the life of the church. We call it church life. Um, today, uh, we have our outreach, and we've been promoting it for many months, and so we're quite excited about that. So this is our mission trip down to Delaware. And for those of you that are going, just remember right after service, uh, we're going to meet um, probably just back there in the fellowship hall, and uh, you can say good morning to some friends and family, but we want to get moving pretty quickly, get right away. And I want to thank Andrew and Elizabeth for getting everything packed up and ready. You saw probably as you walked in, you saw all the blessing bags ready and uh, everyone last week that helped put them together. It was awesome. So we thank you for that. And so the team is ready to go. And so if you're not going with us today, please continue to pray for them throughout the day. We'll be traveling down right after service and be back at about six o'clock. And so that whole time, if you're thinking of them and just uh, lift them up in prayer that we would have those opportunities uh, to bless people, most importantly, bless them with uh, the Word of God and uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so, and, and again, thank you for everybody that's been supporting uh, this um, event and uh, giving. And we are, I mean, you know, it says in, uh, is it Psalm 23, right, that our cup overflows. And I'm telling you, our missions room down the hall is literally overflowing. And it's overflowing with all kinds of uh, warm clothing that we've asked you to donate, food that we're bringing, all the blessing bags. I even noticed last week that somebody had donated a giant's coat. And uh, that was kind of uh, symbolic of something, wasn't it? Like somebody was, you know, just like, I think I'm done with this. It's ready to give it away. But then somebody also pointed out that where we're going down in Wilmington is kind of like, you know, the Eagles country. And so we're not sure if anybody will take that one. So we'll see. But we're bringing it. But uh, thank you to everybody that, uh, that donated. And we're looking forward to that trip. And then next week, uh, please come back. You'll, you'll get to hear some uh, testimonies about how the Lord has worked. And we'll have a couple people share about their experience. All right. Um, so just keep that, that whole thing in prayer. Uh, if you remember, on February 13th, so it's a few weeks away, but on February 13th will be our annual business meeting right after service. Everybody is welcome. Uh, and also on that Sunday, our Dig Deeper uh, Bible study that normally happens Wednesday night, that's the day it will transition to Sunday mornings. And so from the 13th uh, on, there will be uh, opportunities for a Sunday morning class to be able to learn and grow together. And uh, we're going to start with a four-week series um, taught by our elder, uh, Bruce Neary, on creation. And um, he has uh, spent many years studying that and teaching that. And so it be a great way to kick off our Sunday morning uh, studies, which we call Dig Deeper. So that's happening February 13th. Be looking for more details and reminders about that. Also, if you go to our website, you'll see how you can sign up for text updates and uh, prayer email updates. We want to make sure that you always stay connected throughout the week. 
Um, I also wanted to just give a, a special shout out or thanks to our church leadership, to our elders and to our deacons. You know, um, there is so much that happens in this church behind the scenes. Things that get done between Sundays, things that happen early in the mornings or late at night, people have off or they come home from work or before they go to work and they, they give their time and their energy here at church. And we all do that together because we're all called to serve. But I just wanted to, to give a, a, just a special notice of, uh, of attention and, and, uh, and thanks for our deacons and our elders uh, for what they do. And this week there was a lot going on here at church. We had some repairs done and, and uh, a lot of stuff happening. And there was just many hours of service that were put in to do that so we could continue to have a, a great space to gather together. So um, just wanted to say thank you to our leadership. And it's just a good reminder that, again, as a church, we work together and we might have different roles or even some of us might have titles, but uh, together we're the church and we are all equal in that and we have different responsibilities and callings. But the Apostle Paul tells us many times we are to work together like a body. So many of us have been sick. We know what it's like when our bodies are not cooperating right, and uh, what that looks like. It's the same thing with the church. So we are blessed when you are here, and we are truly blessed when you are here and serving and using the talents and the gifts that God has given you. Amen? So I wanted to say a special thanks to them. And then finally, speaking of church leaders, many of you know and have been praying for uh, our very dear brother, Richard Gifford, um, who had been struggling for a long time many health issues, and he did pass away, went home to be with the Lord on Friday, um, and you'll be getting an email with all the information about his arrangements, but uh, it is uh, this coming Thursday from 4 to 7, the uh, visitation, the viewing will be right here at Trinity, it'll be this Thursday from 4 to 7, and the last part of that, the last half hour will be a celebration of life service, and there's some some stories and testimonies by celebrate his life. That'll be this Thursday, 4 to 7 here at the church. And then the next morning, Friday morning, we'll be right here with Brother Laurel and I uh, to make our way up to the cemetery up along the street. So, um, gentlemen, just want everybody to know, I know your dear wife, Carol, Passes on this life. You knew of them that uh, that you knew of beautiful, and so that's why we can call it. Not necessarily a memorial or a funeral, but it is a celebration of life, a celebration of a beautiful life, well lived. And um, how many people, you know, he um, he blessed over the years. And uh, maybe he didn't know him, uh, but he and Carol were part of just the founding core group of Trinity so many years ago. And uh, he played a big role uh, with a big life and a big heart. And so we'll miss him. But... Um, uh, when you get a chance, reach out to Carol and the family. Let them know you're supporting them. 
and uh, be looking for that reminder about the Thursday and Friday service from him, okay? Uh, and so just wanted to make sure that we, um, that we did that because we want to continue to honor um, his legacy here. And uh, so much of what you see has his fingerprints all over it. So we're very thankful for Brother Richard and that he is now home with his Lord. Um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> the Bible tells us often to pray. And perhaps when you were younger, maybe you grew up going to church and uh, you remember hearing these words and perhaps it's something that you said many, many times over and over. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and Forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Today we talk about prayer. And that is um, traditionally known as the Lord's Prayer. Um, I think more aptly it should be titled the Disciples' Prayer because the Lord gave it to the disciples which includes us as a model of prayer. You know, Jesus didn't say that we should pray those exact words, although those words are beautiful and, and good to pray, but it is a model for us in how we are to pray. In how we are to, in some ways, um, uh, follow in our prayers. And so we're specifically going to look in our passage in Colossians today about what Paul says about prayer. But that prayer of the Lord Jesus for his disciples was a model prayer to teach them what they should consider when they go to speak to God the Father. And those are words that many of us are familiar with. <clears throat> and they're important to us. and They teach us some important things. So, Throughout our time together this morning, you may hear me reference them, but where we want to be today is, as we open our Bibles together, is in Colossians chapter 4, just verses 2 to 4, so verses 2, 3, and 4, just those verses. And Paul talks about prayer, so we are, we are bringing to the end um, our study and journey through Colossians, and so Paul is kind of now wrapping things up, and and he's giving some last thoughts, some last reminders, some last words of encouragement. And he shares with the church at Colossae, he, he shares with them a few thoughts on prayer. He encourages them and reminds them of how to pray and what to pray for. So I think it will be very powerful and simple at the same time for us this morning to be reminded of how important prayer is in the life of a Christian. And what I'd like you to do is, throughout our, uh, the remainder of our time together, um, consider your prayer life. What does it look like for you when you pray? How often do you pray? Do you pray the same prayers all the time? Do you, do you pray in a very structured way? Do you kind of just talk to God? Do you seem to just ask God for things? Or are you thankful and watchful in your prayers? So 
So take to heart these words from the Apostle Paul that I'm about to read. They're up on the screen for you. And just consider and reflect on how these words um, relate to you. Do they resonate with you and your time with the Lord in prayer? It says this, Paul says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving, and at the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word, to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. That's our passage for today. Excuse me. Consider those words. And notice four things in particular that Paul highlights regarding our prayer. He says that we are to pray steadfastly, that we are to be watchful in our prayers, that we are to be thankful when we pray, and that we are to pray together for each other. Four important things to consider this morning. First, I want to highlight this steadfastly. He says, continue steadfastly in prayer. Continue steadfastly in prayer. In other places in Scripture, it says that we are to pray without ceasing. What does that look like? I mean, is that even possible to pray without ceasing? Can we literally just pray continually 24 hours a day without stopping? Well, of course we can. So what is it that he actually means when he says pray steadfastly? In Romans 12, 12, the Apostle Paul also wrote Romans. He says this in uh, verse 12. He says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. He tells us to be faithful in prayer it's really what he's telling us when he says pray or continue steadfastly in prayer he's saying remain faithful it's like paul is saying don't give up he's giving the church kind of his last comments in his letter and he's giving them a pep talk kind of like a a coach would do to to their team and he says don't give up praying remember this church had been facing a lot of adversity and there was there were false teachers that were starting to, to try to integrate philosophies of the day, man-made philosophies, trying to somehow combine that with God's truth and create something new which became known as Gnosticism, where they had like this special knowledge apart from God that only a few people could have. And he's warning them and also now encouraging. And he says, hey, don't give up. Don't give up praying. Be faithful, remain faithful in your time of prayer. And it also means this, steadfastly, means not only don't give up and remain faithful, but it means always be ready. To be steadfast means that you are planted firm and secure in your faith and you are always prepared and ready. So he says don't give up and always be ready. Be ready to pray at a moment's notice. See, it's good to set aside time to pray, and I think it's important, especially in our 
busy lives that we set aside time to pray and we close our eyes and maybe we, we, we go into a closet and we, we pray. We have our prayer closet, our prayer room, our special prayer place, and we do that. But in addition to that, we are truly to live a lifestyle of prayer. I like to say it like this. Let us be in continual conversation with God. If He is with us always, the Holy Spirit within us, then we can talk to Him at any time. We don't have to make an appointment to talk to God. You've got to make an appointment to go see the doctor. You've got to make an appointment to go get your car fixed. You don't have to make an appointment to meet with Jesus. We can pray steadfastly, always being ready, and we can pray at any time. You pray while you're driving your car to work, just don't close your eyes. But we can pray. It's like we're having an ongoing conversation with our Maker. And, and perhaps you're praying and then uh, you get to work, you've got to park your car, you're doing whatever, you're at the store, but you can pick up an hour later and continue that same conversation. I guarantee you 100% God won't forget what you were talking about. You might forget what you were praying about and start all over, but God won't. So when he says pray and continue steadfastly in prayer, he's telling us to don't give up. To, to keep on praying, to have faith, and to always be ready to talk to God the Father. And here's the other thing about being steadfast. We'll move on to watchful. Prayer in and of itself shows that we are completely dependent on God and not ourselves. Do you ever think about that? It's like we go to pray, and it's kind of a curious thing, isn't it? I mean, People that are not believers or not people of faith at all and they don't understand prayer, it might look a little silly or seem silly. That you just kind of close your eyes and you're talking to somebody that's not there. Do you ever think about that? Because they don't know and they don't believe. But we go to pray and really what it shows, church, is it shows that we are dependent on someone else and that someone is God, our Creator. Because when we pray, we're talking to God we're thanking Him for things, we're being watchful, He says, and we're asking Him for our, to provide for our needs. It means that we cannot do it ourselves. So that posture of prayer is inherent in praying is that we are not in control of it, that we are dependent on God. So it is good to pray. People might ask, why should we pray? For certainly doesn't Scripture say that God already knows what we're going to pray for? I mean, God's omniscient. He's all-knowing. So He already knows what you're about to pray for. So then, rationally speaking, why should we pray? God knows what we're going to pray for. He knows the outcome. He knows the people we're praying for. So what's the point? Well, two things I would say. First of all, He says to pray, so we pray. We don't know how He works it out, but God works out his will through our prayers. Do we change God's mind? No. From our perspective, it may seem that way, but a sovereign God has chosen to tell us to pray because he has chosen to work out his will and his way through our prayers. So why do we pray? Because he tells us to pray. So prayer is an act of obedience, but in that act of obedience, church, it shows that we are dependent on not ourselves, but on God. 
So even going to pray reminds us that it's not about ourselves. So we pray because we're told to pray, but we pray because we get to. It is a privilege to talk to our God. Finally, why do we pray? Because Jesus Christ, His sacrifice on the cross, provided that privilege. That since that curtain was torn in two, it said, from top to bottom, we now have access to God, our Creator. We don't have to go through a priest who goes once a year to the Holy of Holies to to talk to God and offer sacrifices. We can have direct access to God. He's given us His Word and the ability and privilege to pray. Did you ever think about that? So how do we approach that time with God? Are we steadfast in our prayer? Are we always ready to pray and continue an ongoing conversation with Him? So he not only says continue steadfastly in prayer, remember this isn't a one-time event, he says continue, he says being watchful in it. Let's stop there. So what does that mean? Why would we have to be watchful when we pray? I thought we closed our eyes, so how are we watching? What does he mean by this? Well, watchful simply means this. In Matthew 26, 41, this will be a familiar story to you, but in Matthew 26, uh, 41, we uh, are reminded of the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Matthew 26, 41, it tells us this. Jesus says to his disciples, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation for the spirit is willing the flesh is weak that was Jesus speaking his disciples on the night that he was betrayed he was about to be arrested falsely accused and he says to his disciples come let's go just pray and watch why so that you don't fall into temptation because Your spirit may be willing, but your flesh is weak. I have this problem where I fall asleep very easily driving. So if you were thinking of catching a ride with me down to Delaware, you might want to, that's why you want to get there. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's been a couple of times that I've fallen asleep driving. Maybe you've had that experience. Probably the scariest thing, right? You can do, you wake up and even though, or it's even bad enough, you fall asleep at a street light, and you wake up, you're like, where am I? how did I do this, you know, and, and, and the cars are beeping, and you don't know how long you've been asleep, but boy, you know, it's so hard, because the spirit is willing, I, I'm trying to stay awake, the flesh is weak, and my eyes just can't see. So Jesus is saying in prayer, he's saying to his disciples in that passage, Matthew 26, he says, Watchful, watch and pray. Why? So you don't fall into temptation. See, that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, continue steadfastly, but be watchful in your prayer. So he's saying to the church, he's saying, stay focused. First he says, keep at it, don't give up. And now, again, like a coach trying to, to, you know, to, to get his team going, he says, stay focused and don't give in to temptation you got to train your eyes on me and what your task is at hand. 
what you're called to do. They knew what they were called to do, to pray for Jesus. Because he asked them, he said, pray for me. But stay awake, stay focused, be watchful. And don't fall asleep praying. Soon after Claudia and I were first married, we were kneeling at the side of our bed praying, and it was late at night, and uh, we had our daughter, uh, Lauren, she was an infant, and we were new parents, and of course when you're new parents, you don't sleep very much, right? And, and um, so we were praying, and, um, and I was leading us in prayer, and I started praying, and then all of a sudden, I started praying these prayers, and I said, and Father, thank you for the basketball team, and I pray for that basketball team that you would, you would bless each, each player. And then I stopped, and then Claudia, I looked up, and she was just staring at me. She said, who's this basketball team you're praying for? And I said, I have no idea. I don't play basketball. I don't watch basketball. What I was happening as I was falling asleep. I was falling asleep, and I just started randomly praying for something so random, I had lost focus. See, a funny example, but that's exactly what Paul is warning against. He says, be watchful. When you pray, how many of you have fallen asleep? Don't raise your hand. You fall asleep. All right, so you raise your hand. So it's good. You fall asleep praying. And the idea here is he's saying, be steadfast, don't give up. Be watchful, like stay focused, pay attention. Because this is so important. Remember, the church was facing some adversity, and Paul is just like, come on. Don't give up. Keep praying. Be steadfast and, and stay focused. And when he says that, being watchful, what he's also saying is he's saying, don't be lazy. Don't give in to that, that temptation to forget about prayer. Did you ever hear that saying that we're too busy not to pray? We might say we're too busy to pray. I don't have time to pray right now. Well, you're too busy not to pray because we have to be in prayer. And in it, he says, be watchful, stay focused. He's saying, don't fall asleep like others do. Become, uh, and don't become lazy. So what is it? Like, what leads us to become lazy or distracted in our prayers? What is it? It's the distraction of the world's temptation. It's all of the other things that, that are vying for our attention and Jesus is saying, be watchful and pray. And Paul is saying, be watchful in your prayer. Don't become lazy. Don't take your eyes off of Christ when you're praying. And don't give in to the distractions, the world's temptation. Those momentary pleasures that distract us are nothing compared to the eternal blessings of praying to our God. We do not want to become distracted or deceived by anyone or anything. Remember, the church Paul was writing to, they were being deceived. They were being deceived by false teachers who were teaching, listen, a worldly philosophy. And he's reminding them, don't be deceived. Don't be tempted by those things that are worldly. It'll lead to laziness and you won't stay focused on the task at hand. So he says, stay focused and watchful in your prayers. Church, can I just tell you that the times in which we are living are not the times to be distracted or deceived. Are you with me on that? So in our prayers, let us be steadfast and watchful. And then he says in 
with thanksgiving. Paul elsewhere said the same thing, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. He says, don't, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Right? And so the idea is, let's be thankful in our prayers. So I ask you this question, as you're thinking about your prayer time with God, are you thankful in your prayer? Do you take the opportunity when you go to the Lord in prayer, wherever you are, how you do it, do you say thank you first, or do you just kind of go right into your need? You remember the model of Jesus' prayer, the disciples, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, which means holy, your name is to be holy. It's, it's a, an attitude of thankfulness. He's recognizing our Father who's in heaven, God, you are God and we're not God. Let's be thankful for him. That's how we start our prayers. And then the next thing he says is what? He says, our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be your name. The kingdom come. It will be done on earth that is in heaven. See, he didn't even get to the prayer request yet. First, he's thankful. And he says, God, I want your will, not my will. Did not Jesus say the same thing in the Garden of Gethsemane? That same night he prayed, God, Father, let the cup pass from me, but not my will, your will be done. Do you include that in your prayers? Father, this is my desire, this is what I want, but your will be done. It helps us to be thankful and to remember that ultimately he's the one that answers the prayers and he knows the best way to answer them, amen? So we are to be steadfast and watchful and thankful. When we're thankful in our prayers, it puts us in the proper perspective to pray. It's a lot of P's right there. Right? Being thankful keeps us awake and alert. See, he's connecting those things. How are we to be watchful? Where part of it is to be thankful. Because if you're starting your prayers, church, with being thankful, it's going to help you to be watchful and to stay focused. Stay focused on who God is and what he's doing in your life. See, if you start your prayers by recognizing and acknowledging God and being thankful, it will help you to be watchful and to stay focused in your prayers and not start falling asleep praying for some random basketball team. See, we don't want that to happen. And then finally, after he says, continue steadfastly, being watchful with thanksgiving, verses 3 and 4, he says this, he tells us that we are to pray for others. Because what does he say in verse 3? He says, at the same time you're doing this, like while you're praying, Pray for us. You ever ask people to pray for you? People might ask you to pray for them and pray for them, but ask others to pray for you. That's what Paul did. He said, pray for us. <clears throat> Do you remember where Paul was when he wrote this letter? He was in prison. He was in need. He says, pray for us. But what specifically? Ah, see. Now in our prayer time, after we recognize who God is and we we ask it, it's his will and not our wills, and we thank him for who he is and what he's done. Now we get to what's called the petitions and what we need and what we ask of God, and that is good. But now we get to it, and Paul does as well, and he says, pray for us this, that God may open to us a door for the word, to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison. So get this, he is asking them, to pray that he'd be able to do more of what landed him in jail. Isn't that great? 
<clears throat> excuse me, that's the Apostle Paul. So he's saying, pray. Pray for us. Stay watchful. Be steadfast. Be thankful. But here's what I want you to pray for me. Pray that God opens the door for me to tell them about Jesus Christ. Do you pray that prayer? <clears throat> pray that prayer for our team going to Delaware today. Pray that they're able to bless others with the blessing bags and the coats and the hats and the gloves and the scarves and with a smile and with a listening ear and a tender heart, but pray that God would open the door for us to share the word. The word of God and the word of good news of Jesus Christ, who is the word, the living word. Amen? So we are to pray for others. And so Paul says that. Pray that I have the opportunity to share the gospel. Pray that, church, for others. Pray it for yourself. Include that in your prayers. And God, give me that divine appointment today. Please bless me with an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. And you watch how those opportunities come. But we go back to the beginning. Always be ready. Be steadfast. Be ready pray and be ready to give an account of the hope that is within you first peter 3 15 so we are to pray not only for ourselves and the things we need but we pray for other people pray for others why does he say this well because you know paul is big on as i said earlier talking about how we are the body the body of christ and we are to do this together so we are to pray for each other but to pray together corporate prayer next month we're going to start a new ministry it's an opportunity to pray corporately it's going to be virtual we pray together when we gather we're going to have a virtual time of prayer on a regular basis why because we need to be a church that's praying now more than ever now more than ever an easy way to join and to pray click on your computer see some familiar faces and we pray along with each other there is power in prayer, and there's power in corporate prayer. When we hear others praying, and we pray along with them, and they hear our prayers. We are to pray for each other. Why? Because we need each other. We need each other. And we need to share the word. Paul says in Romans, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. He says it a few times. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We're ashamed, I guess we won't pray for opportunities to share it. But he says pray. Pray for that. I want to go back and before we conclude this morning, that passage in Matthew 26. I want to read and give you the context. Read that whole thing. Just, just listen to this and you can picture the scene in your head. I know you can. And here's what it says. In Matthew 26, I'm starting in verse 36. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples it says, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. So he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So stay here and keep watch with me. He's asking his best of friends to stay with him, to don't give up praying, to be steadfast, to be watchful, to pray for him. Jesus asked his friends to pray for him. 
in his moment of need. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. There's his petition, his prayer request. But then he says, Yet not as I will, but as you will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping. Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? They hadn't been watchful. They got distracted, especially by their sleep. He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. So he went away a second time and he prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and this is what he said to them. Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners Rise, let us go, for here comes my betrayer. In his moment of need, Jesus needed his friends. Pray for him. When we pray, we are to be steadfast, not giving up. We are to be watchful so that we're not distracted or deceived. We are to give thanks for the prayers God has already answered and just simply for who he is so our attitude stays right, that our perspective stays in its proper place. And then we are to pray together, and we are to pray for others. So don't let circumstances dictate how and when you pray. Pray all the time. Pray without ceasing and steadfastly. Paul was in prison, and he was praying, and he wanted others to pray for him. And it was in prison that he was praying that God would give him the opportunity to do more of what landed him there in the first place. You know, don't let others dictate what you are to do. You are to pray. Don't let circumstances and others get in the way of your praying. We are to pray, to pray without ceasing. Take into account the condition of your prayer life. What do you pray for? How often do you pray? Are you honest and open with God? We don't have to be fearful, church. You know that? When we go to pray to God. First of all, remember, he's there with you. He loves you more than anyone, and he knows what you're going to pray for. But we pray because he asks us to pray. and tells us to pray, and it's a privilege to pray. But also, as a heavenly father, he wants to hear from us. You know, as a parent, your child comes to you, usually you know what they're about to say. You know what they've done. You know what they're going to ask for. If your child's in college, they're going to ask for money. That's, you know that's how it goes, right? You know what your kids are going to ask for. But don't you still want to hear from them? Don't you still want to talk to them? It's the same way with our Heavenly Father and us. He knows what our needs are. He knows what we're going to ask for. But He just wants to spend time with you. And He wants to hear what's on your heart. 
He wants to be with you. And so we are to pray. And we can pray with honesty and openness with our God and being thankful through it all. We are to worry about nothing but pray about everything. Pray without ceasing. We should keep that running conversation going with God all day long. You know, prayer is the believer's way of communicating with God. We, we pray to praise God and thank Him and tell Him how much we adore Him. We pray to enjoy His presence and to tell Him what's going on in our lives. And we pray to, to make requests and to, to ask Him for help and for wisdom and discernment. And we pray because it's time spent in fellowship with God, with God and it's truly at the heart of our prayers. you stand with me i want to read for you before we pray let's stand together this is a part of a wonderful prayer of the apostle paul this is a prayer that he prays for the church in ephesus another church that he wrote a letter to and here is what he says for this reason ever since i heard about your faith in the lord jesus and your love for all the saints I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and in his comparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. That's part of Paul's prayer for the church. That's my prayer for you. Pray those words for each other that we would know the glorious riches of being in Christ and that we would not stop being thankful for one another. So let's pray. God, help us to be thankful for one another in our prayers. May we be steadfast and don't give up praying. God, help us to be watchful and not distracted or deceived by the temptations of the world. God, lead us to have an attitude in prayer of a thankful heart and then god as we lay our requests down at your feet in our continued time of prayer may we pray for each other and in that prayer god that we would pray that each other that everyone that we are praying for would have the opportunity to share the hope of the gospel that you would open doors for each of us this week open doors for us to share the word the truth of your word and to share the living word, Jesus Christ. For it is he who brings life from death. God, give us those opportunities, we pray, just like the Apostle Paul did. Even in times of difficulty and distress, Lord, we pray that even more fervently, that you would open those doors, those divine appointments would come, and that we would be steadfast and ready at a moment's notice to pray, to be thankful, and share the hope that is within us. God, we give you all the glory. Our Father who is in heaven, your name is to be holy. We want your kingdom to come. 
your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, give us today our daily portion, our daily bread, Lord God. Give us our daily bread. Father, help us to forgive and to be forgiven. Lord, protect us and keep us in our watchfulness from temptation. Deliver us from those temptations and the, the attacks of the evil one. We want you to get all the glory and power, for it is all yours. And it is all yours forever and forever and forever. And to all this we say, amen. Amen. Lord be with you. Continue to pray for one another. A team, those that are, that are going, we're going to meet back there and leave in a few minutes.